mess how hard that is though because something that's just ingrained in us like you'd have to start from kids are generational like just yeah yeah, like it's really just okay the parents they're the parents they learn it from their parents who learn it from their parents and then they're just going to teach it to their kids so i mean like TikTok, to... bro you have to catch them from early bro <laughs> literally have to nip it in the bud not generation. even just TikTok. i mean we could yeah, even yeah, have so... we could even have more um like more maybe courses in schools like not necessarily even like a full subject yeah but even to have people come in and talk to you know people, like because it, there's so many well, things we don't learn in school about like investing remember mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a um, it's not mandatory for at most schools, to my knowledge, that you have to do business courses. I never did any business courses. I never learned about business till I'm like in my twenties or anything about stocks and stuff like that. Yeah, even we had a class at Campion called personal development. Be good if mm-hmm. you just have like a, a one day where you talk or two classes where you talk about um, finances, budgeting, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and even stocks. Just talk about the you know. I think exposure needs to happen from early just to let people know that there is the opportunity available because that's on that's the only way i think we can tackle it right early exposure is definitely um needed yeah precisely yeah from high school days i think if i knew about stocks from high school days because i used to save so hard i remember i had an envelope (laughs) <laughs> for for years just whenever i get like five bills or a hundred dollars or grand i'll just put it in that envelope and for years it was probably like four i think i was i started when i was in grade four or five mm. and mm. i think no i started from grade four and i think i put it all actually into my bank account maybe like second form so that's a good four years and it was it mm. came up to maybe like 20 something grand 30 grand i think it was like 30 grand it's just savings right this is money i get from some birthdays right from family members or so on it's just you know or i did some stuff for my dad i used to like mark his papers and he'd pay me and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i would just yeah outside of me spending i would just save a little bit yeah yeah but imagine if all of that went into the market yo yeah imagine if i did an ncb or something like that hold on damn do you remember so people, Theon was the one that actually got me into investing, right? It was maybe like two or three years ago, something like that. Yeah. And I remembered, I don't know if you remember this, right? When you started telling me about stocks and then I started realizing, yo, this is this. And I was like, yo, and I started understand. I did like a lot of research and was trying to understand what investments are, why, you know, cash is, you know, like holding on cash and those stuff. Because I just used to be a saver, just like Theon. And I remembered... One of the days I was like, yo, let me, I remember I count, I went, I, you see how you had like an envelope. I had a box mm-hmm. that I used to keep my money in. And I remembered tallying up all the money. money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember tallying up all the money I had. And this was, I didn't have necessarily that much in the bank. And so this was like, maybe I added up my bank balances and I was like, wait, this is all the money I have after years of saving, doing hustling and work and all this stuff. I was like, wow, this is it. And I was like, well. And the stuff for work. And I remember I got most of that money. I remember I even had, funny at the time, I think I had some US. Um, your bedroom, Nunes. Yeah. I sold him US and converted it to Jamaican. And I remember people were saying I was crazy at the time because they were like, the typical narrative is, yo, you hold on to your US. You don't want to sell your US. The US will always go up. This was right pre COVID. And then 
I remember I got all that money and I started investing. I remember putting it into stuff like Pulse and things like that. And then getting up like 30 odd percent and stuff like that while I'm still in school and making money while I'm not. Like the only way I used to make money was from like my lunch money. And I never used to get like, I didn't get like extra lunch money. It was just, yo, the lunch money covered the lunch. Mm -hmm. So I had to do little hustles or maybe sometimes I'll try not to, I'd bring water so that I didn't have to buy um, water to save like our bills. And then, you know, it's little, little, little stuff, putting it together. And I remember putting it into the market and then seeing what it did. I was just like, wow, I wish I'd been doing this from before, mm-hmm. you know, like just that. I don't know. There was just, it's like something just hit me, bro. When I, I realized, wait, this is all I have. And I was like, yo, I just have to work. Yeah, <laughs> it's humbling. It's humbling because yeah. the first stock I had, I put basically what was in my savings account at the time, which was 50 grand. So I had 50 grand saved though. I said, you know what? I had a little bit more. I think it was maybe maybe 60 grand I had in my account just saved up over the years. Final year med school, I was just like, yeah, um, I need to just drop some money in the market now. So I just said, you know what? Just buy, believe, shut my eye, just buy a wig ton. And yeah, it doubled. And I was just like, yeah, man, I this. This is it. I was hooked. So imagine <laughs> if, if I knew about that from, from, you know, I was in first form, second form, in fact, if I probably knew about that in first or second form, I may not have done medicine. That's just the reality of it. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole life would have probably changed. My whole life would have changed because all I knew, all I did was science is growing up. In fact, I did school challenge quiz and I studied science back in prep school. So I was just focused straight on science. And then coming up um, through early high school, just and then you pick your subjects, it's all science subjects, no business. So there was no point where I knew about or understood investing mm-hmm. up until med school. And it's the end of med school. So imagine that, mm-hmm. uh, the last year of yeah. med school. Look at it, imagine how much we used to do classes and stuff like that in the early yeah. years. Imagine if we are also meds in the market, we would have been, would have yeah, had we that used to, to teach classes. To get cash, and we could have been putting it in the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, by hindsight, it's twenty twenty. At, at, at the end of the day, we we'll always have to look back and say, yo, imagine if we were finding this out when we were 40. 50, 50. 60. Yeah, some people find yeah. us out at that age. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah, find out late because even 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 my parents, like, mm-hmm. so my, my mom came down the other day and um, I got her investing and things. Mm. She came down from America the other day and she said she wanted to do some... Um, you know, small home renovation thing. So she checked the portfolio and then she, she called me and said, oh, come here. <laughs> Put this on the screen. It, it real? I'm going to say, if you don't think it real, withdraw the money and see if I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that, bro. I love yeah, that. I remember yeah. even the same thing with like my dad. I remember my dad had like a stock portfolio and stuff. And then like, he didn't really like, he wasn't active in it and stuff like that. But I remember after like Thayan had got me into the stuff and I found out my dad had stocks, I started tracking it and setting up a tracker for him. And when I showed him some of the gains he's made, like he made like 300 and odd percent on Barita over maybe two years or three years. And he just didn't know, you know? Yeah. 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 My mom had the same thing. My mom was buying NCB from, I think she said the story she told me was, some friend of hers just told her about the stock and say, yo, these are some stock stuff. Just buy some companies. And she put whatever little money she had on um, 
it was three stocks. It was NCB, JBG, so Jamaica Broilers. I'm mm. trying to remember what the third stock was. GK Scotia. I think it, it was Scotia. It was definitely Scotia. <laughs> Funny that you know that, but yeah, it was definitely Scotia. Lucky guess. Yeah. <laughs> and she made like, <laughs> I don't remember when she started investing. She made at least 300 percent or 200 and something percent on NCB. She made how much percentage and she was shocked because she put that money down years ago. Maybe it was like, I don't know, 04, 03. I don't know when it was. Um, it was I think it was early 2000s, though forgot about it and i said and i started investing and she's just like but you know i have some stocks you know i don't know where them there but i have them you know <laughs> i was just like oh, go go check up on them and to see that she actually did invest but mm-hmm. it's a level of seriousness i wish she did tech cause boy you know so i, I or i wish she she told me about this because then i would have been like from earlier you know like <laughs> So I think that's what the space needs. Just going back to the original point, that's definitely also one of the things the space needs. Um, early exposure. Mm-hmm. Early exposure definitely can... Um, early exposure can definitely help improve improve the space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And improve the like lives of people, for sure. I think Simon, I saw he went to, was it Wilmers and some other schools and he was talking to people about investing and stuff. And I think mm. even learn great invest to talk to people too. Yeah, that's, like high that's school pretty, students. That's pretty powerful. We should have Simon on the podcast. Simon, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. This is this is this is your your invitation. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Kirk. Any other stocks you you're loving on the on the on the market? Anything, any stock you think that a lot of people may not be looking at, and and you say, yo, this this is a diamond in the rough. So for me, I mean, if you look at MFS, they have outlined all their plans. I mean, they have uh, stated clearly what they intend to do. They intend to make acquisitions and to make acquisitions, you have to have money. Mm-hmm. So. They also intend to recapitalize the business, mm-hmm. so I am I'm foreseeing that they will get some sort of capital injection. One, so that's already a form of corporate action, and I mentioned to you guys how I feel about corporate action, mm-hmm. and then make those acquisitions to boost um, boost the company. So MFS is one of those companies that I have a keen eye on to look at whenever. They tell us more about their recapitalization plans, and when they complete those set uh, those set of acquisitions that um that they have mm-hmm. to complete. Mm, how you how you think they're going to get the money? Um, capital injection. So I'm I'm leaning towards saying that they might do a rights issue to recapitalize. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also hoping and praying that they do a right issue to recapitalize, <laughs> yeah. um, recapitalize the business um, to be able to get that money to do the acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to actually sit down and do some more research on that because if you're doing a rights issue and it's MFS, 
I mean, if they want to still wait, how much how much time do they have left on the for the tax break? They don't have you a tax when, break. They don't have a tax break, so they don't care about the tax break. And it doesn't really matter if they No, but the thing is they they would likely want to stay on the junior market though. Yeah. So that they can list I think they have they spoke didn't they speak about um like they want the potential list. listing of yeah. subsidiaries. Yes. Yeah. And you know you, you, you can't be main market and have a junior market. market so. mm-hmm. Well directly. There there are technically other ways because you see some people do some stuff, but yeah. Like there, first, there right? are other ways. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think ways, yeah, but I don't but... think for them for them, yeah, I don't think they would do that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm, I'm. It's, it's, it's a company I have a, a keen eye on. I mean, I want to, you know, as, 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 a, as Theon said, you know, do additional research to see how those plans align with, um, personal timelines and timelines of the company as well. But that's something I'm definitely keeping a, a, a very, very keen eye on. Because mm-hmm. the rule that we're talking about, Theon. The rule said that, I think it's in a junior market rule book. It says that um, a junior market company to be listed, you basically you basically can't be an associate of a company listed on the main exchange or the basically the main market. But the thing is, when you look at the definition of associate, it goes on to define associate as, for example, a subsidiary holding company. So it's not the typical definition of associate we might be used to, like oh twenty percent and whatever. So if MFS say, well, I don't know what they're, I don't know all that, I don't know the, like what their subsidiary, subsidiary, subsidiary A, they wanted to list subsidiary A on the junior market. If they were listed on the main market, that could work. Mm. You'd have to like sell it to another, like, oh, they had MFS private equity or something like that, kind of like um, First Rock did with like Dollar. Yeah. But I don't necessarily see them doing that. So, yeah, I guess the only thing is timing. Like, when might it be? But I think they said the acquisitions, some of them, is it that they're supposed to close some of them this year? Like they said, oh, they signed some memorandum of understanding. I need to check back. Yeah, they signed that MOU. Yeah, they had mentioned, they had mentioned that they had signed um, an MOU. So mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm looking at that one keenly. Mm-hmm. You buying and believing? I mean, I already believe in the company, so... I know you know what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, good, good. Uh, okay. So, but I'm excited for this year. I mean, I genuinely believe there will be some some amount of excitement in the market this year. So, I'm just looking mm-hmm. forward to the the, the the prizes and surprises. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because someone could just announce, someone could just say, yo, another stock split. Like, I'm sure, no, who was really expecting Palace to wake up and finally say stock split? You know? Yeah, that's true. Stock split rights issue. I was really hoping that the, I still am hoping for the junior market limit to get raised because I think that might encourage more companies to realize, wait, we can raise a lot of money and, you know, we can raise money on the yeah. market. I, I don't know. There's there's so many companies that I think could raise money, but that way, but they're just kind of, you know, kind of lameish. 
So I'm hoping that, okay, the, some, some of these junior market companies that now realize, wait, we can raise a ton of this money, they raise the money, and then that might then encourage other um, junior market companies to say, wait, we can do that too. Because imagine you have two competing junior market companies. One of them raises the money. They see how it benefits the business. They're like, wait, I can't let this guy get ahead of me. Maybe I need to raise money too. Mm. I bet you if they actually raise the limit to a billion dollars, dollar is going to do a rights issue. I just feel it. Imagine them, the man them say, yo, we need to be at limit again. Because currently at, they're at junior market limit. So if they raise to a billion and they have so much debt now that they're taking out, why not just raise equity? Right? So... Or it's a combination of both. They can still remember they can they don't just they don't just have to do a rights issue, they can easily also do um a bond plus rights issue or something like that. Mm-hmm. Does that have to be like a choice? Because they're so aggressive. Them doing bond after bond, bro. I bet you and they have that much debt now. It would look good if they just raise the equity stakes a bit more. You know? Um so if it goes from the junior market limit now, which is five hundred million up to a billion dollars. I'm sure they're gonna go to junior market limit again, right? Because that's just that's more cash to them. You can funnel that I cash mean, to anywhere. Kadin spoke about it. Maybe it was at the Mayberry Forum or something. That the nature of the business is that they're going to be coming to market because cash is their, you know, is their how they make their money. They need mm-hmm. to constantly get more and more cash. So if they're let's say if they're laying out all of these plans that we're talking about, the fast switch thing. The Guyana thing. And their, not even just Guyana, Ultra too. And Ultra. their Instagram, they made some posts yeah, about ever. them doing some more partnership with a, some sort of travel company. I, I don't think that's going to be the last one. They're con- innovative superstores. All of these companies they're partnering with, like that's demand for it. So if they're lending the money, they finish the money, they're not just going to sit down and twiddle their thumbs. They're going to have to raise money again. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. The cash, it's needed. And you can see how quickly it's needed based on how quickly they unlend all the money that they get. As soon as they get money, they unlend it quick. That's why I want to see this this Q4 and then this Q1 for them, their Q1 of this Mm -hmm. year. I want to see how much of the money has been unlent, how much has that loan book actually uh, grown Mm -hmm. based on all of this money that all this fresh capital they get you know fresh cash <laughs> let's let's see yeah. well um any do you have any message to our listeners kirk anything you want to leave them with i mean i want to thank you guys for having me on the podcast i'm looking forward to coming back again i mean i want to tell the listeners as well you know um keep keep listening i mean i really really respect what you guys are doing um uh, matthew and Tian. and i think this year is gonna be one with a lot and i mean a lot of corporate actions and as i say you guys know how i feel about corporate actions already so just keep your ears on the ground mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sound like something big coming i'd love to see it yeah bro definitely definitely and we'd love to have you again on the podcast obviously uh and we can talk about maybe a portfolio at the end of the year yeah we can look back at some of the stocks you were talking about and see how those how those perform mm-hmm. we can probably do a half year check-in oh yeah 
I'd love to. I'd love to know <laughs> yeah, how yeah, check in. Okay, uh, yeah, man. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll each come with at least one stack. At least one stack, and we and we talk about it. Yeah, man. Sounds say? good to me. All right, Kirk. Bless up again for coming on the podcast. Uh, and Anytime, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Let me. Let's. Take care, people. Yeah, big up, big up. All right.